Hi, Podcast World. Here we are for another exciting, enthralling, in-depth, and often boring episode of <laughs> FNO InsureTech. I don't, but you know, I don't think this one's going to be boring. Why is that? It's, I'm not saying to any of our past guests, any of them have been boring, um, but I think I this think will you're be, kind I, of implying that. I think this will be an exciting, <laughs> I, exciting think, episode. Okay, let's let's take a pause right here. I want to apologize to all fifty some of our guests that we've had. None of you are boring. Nobody is. Boring. Maybe the people who were hosting the podcast were boring. Well, we have been told that in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least one of us mm-hmm. has. Has been told that. I'll speak for myself. I've never been boring on the podcast, so. <laughs> okay. My buddy Lee and I were talking, and 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 we were talking about the fact that we maybe need to have we need to hear more from the auto side, right, Lee? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what we said. And we need to know a little bit. There's a lot of innovation on that side. There's a ton a lot of innovation. Of, uh, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on, and it's. And they've made tremendous headway in progress on well, yeah, a, a lot of what they a lot of what the auto side has done has spearheaded the property side, and so we can tell a lot of what's going to happen on the property based on what uh, has happened on the auto. So why not talk to them and see what all happens? Exactly. So the first company that came to our mind, um, who certainly considers themselves an insure tech, is Snapsheet. And we reached out to Snapsheet and spoke with Alex Meisner, who's the director of innovation at Snapsheet, a very young, progressive, successful um, company known mostly for being in the auto space, but more than that. And you'll hear about that. Um, And they join us today. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I think we'll get to hear what all they've uh, done, you know, and some of their roadmap for the future. We're going to get to talk, I would hope, about uh, auto claims software, technology. I mean, you think of them, you think of innovation and you think of, of technology. So I'm, I'm curious to see what all, what all we learned. And I want to hear uh, about innovation. Alex is the director of innovation and what innovation is and means in their organization. Cause that's one of the things we've learned is, is that different people define innovation differently. And I think you'll be really interested right. in what Alex's definition is, which we'll go over in just a minute when Lee stops talking. Why? Well, I think I'm okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's, let's Are you out. finished talking? I don't know that I am. Well, I know you're not, but I think our you audience would prefer to you listen know me to that well. uh, you know me that well. Alex. I do. We can talk in after. Fact, just so our audience knows, Lee thinks that I um, try to monopolize the microphone. No, 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 no. Everyone knows that. No one thinks that. Everyone is aware of that, uh, that it, it's, uh, you know, you're the host. I'm the so for host. those of you who have to work with um, people that are essentially insecure, you know what my life is like having to work with Mr. Lee Boyd. Yes, that is and true. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. And speaking of honors and privileges, we have Snapsheet on the show today and let's get to the interview. Hey, everybody. We're excited to have you all with us today and really excited to have our guest, who's a little bit different than the kind of people that we usually talk to in that he has a lot of information from from the auto side of our business as well. And that is Alex Meisner, Director of Innovation at Snapsheet. How are you doing, Alex? 
I'm living the dream. Thanks for having are me you? on. Wonderful. Welcome. Are you? Are you? What dream is it that you're li that you're living, anyways? I mean, it's Friday. Talking to you two gentlemen. We're talking about claims, auto claims specifically. Life does not get better than that for me. Life does not get okay. better than you're, claim you're, talk. You're, you're, we're going to have a lot of fun today then because uh, that's what we're going to be doing for the next uh, little bit of time. Um, so you're Director of Innovation at Snapsheet, correct? Yes, I am. But that's not all you've done at Snapsheet, right? No, it is not. Uh, it is my current role, but I have been with the company since the very beginning. I was actually Brad, our founder's uh, first employee. So been doing this for nine years and have pretty much done every role in the company other than write code. Okay. But I, I, you know, I, I started our uh, customer service organization, went and worked with our tech team for a bit, spent a lot of my tenure here uh, on the road inside of our customers working with them and then ultimately that put led to this director of innovation role uh, which is just really about solving problems across all of our customers and even internally here at Snapsheet. Well it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that we've learned about innovation and the approach that many organizations take to innovation is that it's synonymous with problem solving. We use innovation to solve problems right. that we have, correct? 100%. So we are firm believers that innovation does not start with an idea. It starts with a problem. And it it, oh. it really begins with understanding the problem. And a lot of the times what, what we found over the years and continue to find today is the problem that you're you're trying to solve is, is really not actually the problem at all. Usually it is a result of a problem further right. up or downstream. Right. That you might not quite have your finger on yet. Exactly. So uh, before we get too much into uh, what you do and how you guys go about doing it, let's talk about Snapsheet, the company, and tell us, start by giving us your, your elevator on what Snapsheet is and what you do, and then let's talk a little bit about your origin story. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so Snapsheet, we are very simply a claims technology and services company that provides modern software solutions to claim organizations of all sizes from FNOL to settlement, uh, whether it is our software offerings or our service offerings. And so, you know, we have evolved over the years and we actually started as a company called Body Shop Bids back in 2010. And Body Shop Bids was a two-sided marketplace. And the concept was we created uh, a mobile app for customers to use to take pictures of the damage to their vehicle and then we curated a network of body shops across the country. And, you know, this is 2010, economy was pretty rough and we were having shops bid on the work. So we didn't even require them to write an estimate. They were just literally submitting an amount for the damages. And within 24 hours of submitting the photos, the consumer would get two to three bids. And the business model was if that consumer chose to get the vehicle repaired at one of the shops that, that offered a bid, we would take a spiff essentially. Um, but we quickly learned out after about a year of, of doing body shop bids that right. like more than 90% of repairs are paid for by insurance carriers. And consumers were just using us as a tool to figure out is the damage to their vehicle above or below their deductible and should they file a claim. So. 
body shop biz wasn't necessarily the best business model. So with a little bit of luck and direction um, from one of the larger uh, MSOs, body shop chains, they said, hey, dum-dums, you guys are onto something, but the insurance carriers are the ones that pay us. So they introduced us to an insurance carrier who basically said, we like the concept of having customers submit photos. However, we want you to write the estimate the way in which we like our estimates (laughs) to be written. Right. We also want you to change the name. And so that's where the pivot pivot began. And that's, you know, uh, Snapsheet really came out of sheet is sort of slang for an estimate. And then nap, you Mm -hmm. know, it's kind of tongue in cheek, like a shutter snapping a picture, but also it's quick, right? Our goal was to take the appraisal process specific to auto uh, and shrink it from days to hours uh, by eliminating the need for a customer or claimant to go to a body shop or wait for a physical appraiser to come out and inspect their vehicle. So are you guys are, are you guys often working directly with the insured? Yes, we are working with the insured, the third party claimant. We're working with uh, essentially all the constituents, you know, involved in the ecosystem, body shop, rental car companies, salvage companies. You name it. So is that how it was in the beginning whenever Snapsheet formed after Body Shop Bids, or is it just directly with the insurance company and the auto body shops? Yeah, when we first started, it was working with the insurance company. Um, and basically, you know, the workflow was, you know, and at the time, because, you know, for insurance carriers, this was sort of a new concept originating an estimate from photos. So they wanted to leverage us on very, you know, low severity damage. Um, And also, to be quite honest, none of us are really from outside of the appraisers we hired. None of us are from the insurance industry. Uh, So we had a lot to learn. So when we first got started, it was actually up to the adjuster to sell the customer on this concept of, hey, you can use an app to take some photos and in a matter of a few hours, we can get an estimate for you, which will expedite the whole process. You know, very early on, we were focused on these light hits and and the adjuster was really the one interacting with the customer. Um, and then once they sent the app to the customer, we would take it from there. Sure. And as we sort of started to learn a lot, we made a lot of mistakes. We realized we need to make this easy for the adjusters. Uh, a, it's their job is to adjudicate the claim. They don't need to be explaining to the customer how to submit the photos and all this good stuff. So, so today we have a multitude of workflows with each of our customers. Like we always say, insurance carriers are like snowflakes, you know, no two are the same. So now we have different workflows carrier. We have workflows with, and it's not even insurance carriers. We do, it's really claim organizations. So rideshare companies, car share companies, rental car companies. You name it. So we have workflows where at FNOL, the claim comes to Snapsheet and we take it from there uh, and really facilitate the appraisal process. And then once the vehicle goes into a shop for repairs, we then manage the repair process as well on behalf of the carrier. So is it is this using third party technology to actually write up the estimate like CCC or something like that? Correct. So we, we use the, you know, there's three major IP providers to actually write the estimate. Okay. As we started to scale, we ran into um, 
sort of a lot of, of issues with the constraints around all of the, the legacy infrastructure and technology that exists in the ecosystem today. So we were, you know, we were using these, these platforms that were really meant for a brick and mortar situation, right? Either a physical appraiser is going to, you know, they cover a single geography, or if you go to a body shop, they're in a single geography. Well, we are writing estimates centrally across the country. So that's when we started building our own technology to drive the workflow and to overcome a lot of the constraints that we were running into because this had never really been done before at the scale that, that we're doing it now. So from the time that uh, what we call an assignment, which is when the insurance carrier or one of our customer notifies us that there's a new claim that they'd like us to do an appraisal on, uh, it's all automated from a workflow perspective. So we have human beings, we have uh, our file handlers who are responsible for working with the customer or the shops to obtain the photos, set the right expectations, work with the adjusters inside the insurance carrier to, to get them the information they need. And then we also have about 250 appraisers yes. who are all staff sheet employees, but they all work remote from home because there's so many, there's only so many appraisers in Chicago. So we had to build an entire platform to facilitate the process. Uh, and as you know, insurance regulations differ by state. So there are different you know, licenses that are required in each state. There are different parts guidelines, total loss guidelines. So the platform that we built for ourselves um, really facilitates that all without any interaction. So you know, we're, we're writing thousands of estimates a day without any human beings dispatching the work to one of our file handlers or appraisers, the system is driving the workflow sure. and assigning the right claim to the right person at the sure. right time. Wow, that's fascinating. It, I mean, that is technology right there, isn't it? A hundred percent. But again, it really, all the, the technology we built stems from the problems that we were facing. Because when we first started, we were working out of Excel spreadsheets we right. were annually assigning the claims and we were, it took a lot of human horsepower. And so that's when, um, we really started leveraging our, our technology and building proprietary technology around this. Uh, and a big estimate goes to our, our CTO, Dan Cologne, uh, who just built an incredible technology organization. Um, and they're truly engineers that understand the business. Uh, and they've got the magic fingers. So do you consider yourself a tech company or a claims organization? How do you, how do you answer that question? So we are a technology company um, from our roots. We've always started with tech. Um, and, you know, when we first, for the first about five years of Snapsheet, you know, you would, we'd be labeled as tech-enabled services, if you will. And then in, in 2015, 2016 is when we started bringing our software um, to market for insurance carriers to leverage. So we, we realized that we had built ourselves a mini claim system because um, a lot of our workflow mirrors uh, typical auto claims workflow, right? There's a notification, there's customer engagement, there's an assessment and a settlement. Uh, so we actually, we first started with a digital payments platform. Um, we were, this is, this is a funny story. Yeah. When we first got started to get our foot in the door, uh, a lot of carriers like the concept of mm -hmm. having a mobile app and having the customer, 
uh, being able to engage and submit the photos. And one of the carriers was like, do you think you can do payments from the mobile app so we can pay the customers digitally? And we were like, uh, sure, why not? Right? Yeah. Uh, so what we actually did was we found a third party API. And at the time, you know, we built functionality into the app for the customer to, once they got the oh. estimate back and coverage <laughs> and liability and everything was, was cleared. Um, they could sure. enter the bank account routing information and take a direct deposit cash payout. And we were actually floating the funds on behalf of the insurance carriers. And so we're a little startup, venture backed, floating money yeah. to the largest financial institutions in the country and not charging for it. And, wow. But right, you do whatever it takes to get your foot in the door. And that actually led to our digital disbursements platform, um, Snapsheet Transactions, which was really our first external software release that we brought to market uh, back in 2016, 2017. So can carriers use that independent of your other services? Correct. Uh -huh. And that, that platform is not specific to auto. It's truly uh, a disbursements platform for any type of indemnity or expense payment whether it's to a customer or a vendor across all lines. Uh, so we have auto carriers using it. We have life and annuities carriers using it. Um, we even have some of the car sharing platforms using it. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's the, it's the PayPal of claims. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's more than a PayPal because what we found on this sort of payments journey, is that right? As, as we all know, uh, something like 80, 85% of claims payments are issued via check. And in today's world, that's, that's not the best customer experience, but it's about having the right payment tool for the right type of payment. Um, so our, it's really a hub. So you can issue paper checks, ACH, same day ACH, uh, push to debit payments, virtual card payments, any type of payment that's available today. However, each of the, these newer like instant payments and digital payments, uh, there are still constraints in terms of the amount of money that the banks allow um, to flow through those banking rails. So if you take like a, a PayPal, for instance, it's that's a great uh, payment experience for, you know, couple payments that are maybe one, two thousand dollars, but they won't let you push more than five or ten thousand dollars at a time through it. So for a total loss payment, it's, it's not going to be the best method. So it's really about equipping um, the adjuster, whoever the user is, with the right tools for the right payment at the right time and the right customer. So the, the, back to the, your, your, um, your main uh, bread and butter business, w would you guys call that, are you like an auto TPA? Is, is that fair to say? We are not TPA, so we don't adjudicate claims. We're, you know, we're a virtual claims organization is is the way we think about it so not only are we a remote company and you know our, our headquarters is in chicago but you know 70 to 80 percent of our employees are remote um, but we're interacting with carriers the customers the shops virtually um, they're using our technology to interact with us um, so we're, we're doing it it's, it's almost a it's more of a bionic organization if you will but but we're not a tpa but an outsourced claim handling function. Correct. For the service part of our business. 
So just, just like insurance carriers use independent appraisers or adjusters, uh, they use us to facilitate um, the appraisal and then manage the, the repair process if the vehicle does get repaired. And then we do, we have different workflows for different use cases. So for a ride share, for instance, uh, part of the workflow is obtaining deck pages. So we're obtaining documentation that is required um, for our different workflows as well. So it's, it's, it's about providing the customer a great experience, uh, setting expectations, communicating with the customer in the way in which they want to be communicated with. Uh, so it's truly omni-channel um, where, you know, a lot of insurance carriers still rely on um, mm -hmm. phone and email. Uh, but in today's mm -hmm. world, texting SMS is, is huge. That's the expectation. So, you know, today we receive photos, um, only about 40% of the photos we get from customers actually come from one of our mobile apps. Um, you know, we're saying 60% come from either email, text message, or a body yeah. shop directly. So, uh, so is all of that connected? Is, is, is y'all system connected to the email and the SMS messaging and all of that to actually uh, absorb all that data in, into the Correct. file? So wow. our file handlers work from a single screen. All the information they need, they have a cockpit right there. So if they need to send a text, they send a text from the claim. It's, it's, it's really a smart claim that it's a claim that knows its own status. So about 60 to 70% of the communication with any of the constituents, whether it's a carrier, customer, shop, salvage yard is automated. And then for the instances where the system can't automate the communication or the response, it assigns a task to a file handler to address. And it all lives within the claim file. So if you send a text to a customer asking for photos and they reply with the photos, it goes right into the claim file and lives in the claim file. What about a, a actual inspection? Let's say that we need to go out and physically look uh, or, or the insurance company needs somebody to physically go look at a, at a vehicle. It's not at an auto body shop. The insured's unwilling to give you photos. Are y'all able to send somebody out there to look at it? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, if we need to, uh, right now around 3% of the time, 3% uh, of the time or less, we'll send out a third-party independent photo inspector who will take the photos on our behalf. Um, but that that was that really hasn't been an issue as of late. I mean, really the, the only type of damage that we're not comfortable writing accurately, right? We wanna make sure that we're giving the, our customers the value that they're looking for uh, is, is hail damage. It's really tough to do from photos uh, accurately. Yeah. Um, undercarriage damage is tough unless it's at a shop on a lift and then really extreme vandalism. So it's not a great experience for the customer if every panel on their vehicle is keyed to ask them to take yeah. the, the amount of photos that they would need to take for us to accurately do that. So we determine yeah. about 90% of, you know, auto claims um, we're very capable of handling virtually. Yeah, that was my question. You're saying 3% or less, you feel like you have to send someone out there. I would imagine that's excluding uh, some of those scenarios you're saying, but that's a very high percentage of claims that you feel as though you can, you can desk adjust without uh, sending your own representative out there. That that's, that's a very high number. That's higher, higher than I thought. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, 
the power is in in photos. I mean, the cameras on these phones today are are so high resolution. Um, you know, a lot of the times, um, and the technology we've built around it is, sure. you know, a lot of the times sure. our care, they audit us all the sure. time. They look at us through a microscope and they'll do real field audits. And what's interesting, even for total losses, is a lot of the times they'll find us we're more accurate than sure. their uh, physical inspections when they send out a human appraiser, just because we have the technology at our fingertips uh, and, and all integrated and pre-populating a lot of the information that typically has to be manually captured. You know, so, you know, I guess it, it really opens me up now. I guess I'll first ask, tell me about property. What are you, what are you doing in the world of, of property inspection? So for property inspection, so today uh, we do have a claims admin system that we brought to market a couple years ago. So we took principles okay. of the proprietary system we built internally for ourselves to facilitate the service, which is proactive, not reactive, um, customer engagement first open platform, API driven, and we brought it to market as a, a modern day claims administration system across you know, all lines of PNC, so auto and property. So today carriers are using, the, the carriers that are leveraging that platform are, are facilitating their property workflow and property is a lot more complex than auto. Right. As you yeah. all know, since that's right in your wheelhouse, but you have technologies you know, like the, the Eagle views of the world where you're able to get this discrete, accurate information on, you know, the roads of the house that, you know, uh, cool companies like, like planner, um, who are doing sort of the virtual inspections internally. So we're all about making it easy for the insurance carriers to leverage these new technologies without going through long transformations or integrations. So out of the box, you flip a switch and you have access to any of the vendors of your choosing. But you guys aren't really trying to make hay in the claim, uh, property claim uh, space as far as like what you're doing on the auto side. Yeah, not for the not for the service mm -hmm. side of our business. Mm -hmm. We're sticking to auto just because, you know, I've, I've gone on a few uh, ride alongs with with adjusters. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's still tough to do to do property from photos. However, where the photos come in handy and where where carriers are getting um, value from our omni-channel photo capture technology is at the time of loss, especially if it's something like water. You know, you're going to ask the customer for documentation. Right. So why not make it easier and in real time send them a text that they can respond to, so that you can address the right claim with the right resource immediately. Um, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. So even at FNOL, our EFNOL solution has photo capture as part of the FNOL submission to eliminate the amount of entry the customer has to do. And then to also give the adjuster the information that they need to send the claim down the right path the first time, right? And triage it accordingly. I, uh, want to ask you a question about AI and machine learning. And obviously, um, on a science fiction level, I'm sure that you guys see a day or would like to see a day where you could take those photos, they could go through your AI tool and, 
and, a, and an estimate could get spit out the other end. It, 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 is that on your roadmap? That is. Not- Are you guys working? So in terms of trying to automate the estimate, that is not on our roadmap. Um, we don't, we're going to leave that up to, you know, one of the three major IP providers because they have the databases. So we're using AI um, really internally to drive efficiencies in our operation. Um, so we've built uh, total loss triage tools. We've built photo triage tools using computer vision. Uh, we built a total loss predictor using natural language processing, which was really interesting. So our, our data science team went down the route of trying to use computer vision to determine if a vehicle is a total loss. And once they started going down that route and then mining all of the unstructured data, uh, really the facts of loss that we've received from insurance carriers, uh, they determined that about 30% of the weight to determine a total loss is is based on year make model of the vehicle. And then they identified 300 keywords that all have an associated weight with them as well. And so when we see those keywords with the year, make and model, it then gives one of our file handlers, um, it triggers a flag on the file to say, hey, this one is most likely a total loss. And then it also informs and updates our mobile app if the customer is using that to take the necessary additional photos of the interior so that we can write an accurate valuation. So we're really using artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, to drive efficiencies within our operation. Um, and then these learnings, because you know, we always say, you know, machine learning is, is really fun to talk about, but we actually have a learning machine since we have this service piece of our organization. So we have this real-time feedback loop. So as our, tech, as our engineers and tech team release new features, they're getting real-time feedback um and making the adjustments on the fly and if it works for our operation then we'll release that functionality into the claims admin platform cool and and that kind of leads into where i want to go next and that's to talk about innovation and and of course you know which is an area of the company that you're directly involved in as as your title says talk to us a little bit about um what 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 does that mean at your company? And do you work with innovation teams on the carrier side? And let's talk about innovation for a couple minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So to us, innovation is just part of our DNA. So the employees we hire, you know, we, we want critical thinkers. We want people who are not satisfied. There's one of our core values is there has to be a better way. So even when we fix a problem, in an, with an innovative solution. And usually again, it's innovation to us is how do you solve complex problems with simple solutions that you can oper- operationalize today, not tomorrow at scale. And so it even goes as far as implementation as innovation. Cause as, as you all know, you know, insurance carriers, they're not the quickest um, to implement, you know, new technology. They wanna try it out first. So building technology in a way that allows them to easily operationalize it internally and start seeing the benefits and the value today uh, is really what we're focused on. And so again, innovation to us is is about solving problems. And what we find is, you know, solving problems is removing friction a lot of the times. And when you remove friction, more friction is going to appear further downstream or upstream. Can you give me an example of that? 
Like, what what do you mean? I mean, I understand what you mean by removing friction, but help our audience. Yeah, absolutely. So early on in Snapsheet, we only had one way for customers to submit photos, and that was through one of our mobile apps. And so some of our file handlers internally who are responsible for working with the customer would run into these situations where the customer asked, can I text you the photos? And they said, no, 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 you got to use the mobile app. So a few of them actually gave the customer their, their personal number and have the customer text the photos to their personal number and then upload them to our system. So when our tech team caught wind of that, they're like, all right, we'll build in um, the ability to send a text to a customer and allow them to reply uh, with the photos. Cool. Yeah. Smart. And what we found though is that opened up Pandora's box because they didn't just respond with the photos. They started asking questions and we did not build the workflow around two-way communication with text messaging. So we saw, you know, the original problem was how can we make it easier for the customers to give us photos. So we opened up text messaging, but then they started asking us questions and they were kind of just getting lost in the ether. Um, so then again, we had to go back and build a workflow around it because if someone sends you a text, you know, and they're expecting a response back very quickly. And so now we built the entire workflow around it as well. You know, and we started with the human beings just interacting, right? Responding. It would get assigned to somebody. If a customer sent in a question via text, they would respond manually. And then our data science team started looking at the most common questions and started automating the responses. And then we realized, well, there's a lot of shorthand that people use in text, right? So then also, you know, taking the, uh, all the acronyms and things that people send in text and <laughs> teaching sure. the chatbot how to respond to those. Sure. sure. And so it's a continuous but, evolution. But what a great um, example of, um, not only, I mean, you, you were talking about a friction and a problem, right? That, that the only way that they could send you um, photos was through something that's maybe a little more cumbersome than just taking a picture and texting it to you. And so, but once you did that, they, it's funny how the customer can lead you, right? I mean, the customer led you guys to this by, by, and by you guys being open to that. You said, okay, well, we'll let you text to us, text us the pictures, but they, that, that wasn't good enough for them. So they, they just, they, they led you. 100%, right? And that's what like claims are, you know, as, as linear as claims are supposed to be, right? very few claims are linear and very few people actually, right, have any sort of expectation or understanding, regardless if it's auto property, um, whatever type of loss it is. They don't really understand the claims process, you know, like, the, you know, we always get, well, why do I have to pay my deductible? The other person hit me. So mm -hmm. taking all these learnings, and that's kind of going back to this concept of not machine learning, but a learning machine, right? And iterating and building technology around it. And then identifying, wait, this has broader use cases. Um, yeah. And applying it to those use cases. You know, I, I'm really interested. I'm, I'm interested in peeking behind the curtain a little bit. We deal with a lot of innovation 
companies and innovation units. And you're saying that innovation uh, doesn't really start with an idea. It starts with a problem. So I would imagine having, at minimum, we heard, you know, 250 claim reps working uh, remote uh, around the, the country. You probably hear a lot of problems. You probably hear no, a lot of things no. that, that, yeah, no, 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 no. There's no. no problems at all. And <laughs> how, you know, as a company, how do you digest those problems and say, oh, these are ones I need to attack. These are ones that are just one-offs. What do you, you know, what, what do you do? What is your workflow there? So that goes back to the culture, right? Okay. And okay. the type of employees that, that we're looking to hire in the culture that we've created here as Snapsheet, which is we are problem solvers. So the expectation is not to just come to, you know, any given resource, whether it's, it's our tech team or our operational leaders with a problem. It's go further. If, if you identify what you believe is a problem, hash it out and, and, you know, identify some possible solutions, right? And then bring those to our tech team and, and they'll truly diagnose, understand and figure out how to apply the technology the right way but in a way that's meaningful. So we encourage our employees to identify problems. Always. So, that, so, so does, does that culture go all the way out to the 250 uh, reps who are working remote? Do they have that same culture? Absolutely. Wow. That that's impressive. That is a, a neat uh, culture. Somebody is, is leading the charge on that and really promoting that. So that's, that's very unique. And, and it's tough, too, in a remote remote environment as well. And we struggled with it early on is how do you keep the same level of engagement right. from your remote employees as the employees here at home office? So it, it took a lot of, of hard work and effort, and we made a lot of mistakes, right? And the key is don't make the same mistake twice. Sure. And, and listen to more people. And, you know, everyone at Snapsheet has a voice, and you will be heard. I love that. Rob and I talk a lot about... Uh, about that, you know, culture with remote employees versus in-house employees, and how do you get uh, that same culture throughout the entire organization? Uh, so it sounds like y'all are doing something right there. We're trying. Uh, we we really are. We have a great team um, just across the board. The you said that you've gotten to do some ride-alongs and gotten to some exposure on the property side, and like you said, it's it's a it's much different animal. The only thing that has in common is they frequently, the claims frequently go into the same organization within a carrier, but they're very different. Typically they're segmented. There's auto adjusters and property adjusters, different skill, different set of skills. Uh, but do you have any thoughts on what property can learn from auto? I mean, I think that not only can property learn from auto, but Auto can learn from property. I think the industry can learn from each other. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is is photos. Just the the impact that photos has not only on the claims process, but but it goes further, right? Um, so now with the ability, it's, it's costly for a carrier to send out a, a human resource uh, at inception of a, a property policy to do an inspection. Um, you know, regardless of the, the value of the asset. So giving the policyholder, the potential policyholder, the ability to take those photos um, so you can capture the current state of the asset 
and then have those, you know, from the inception of the policy at FNOL to determine, you know, was this damage? Now it's, it's tough on the roof, but on the in, interior of the home, was this damage pre-existing or not? Are these appliances, you know, what are these appliances? Uh, are there any recalls? Things like that. So, so really leveraging the power of the photos, really at FNOL as well. So that's, that's what we've learned is a photo is worth a thousand words um, from policy inception all the way through claims. Um, you can leverage photos to, to facilitate the process and enable your adjusters to make better decisions. Because that's, you know, the end of the day, the best customer experience is going to be when the adjuster is equipped with the tools to provide the customer with the experience they're looking for, whether it is, you know, via phone calls, email, text, interacting with them the way in which they want to be interacted with, um, but then giving the adjuster the tools to proactively touch the claims that they can make a difference on and move forward right now, as opposed to the reactive workflows that are still very common, especially inside a property. As you all know, if you receive an assignment from a carrier, um, the adjuster is just waiting, um, right? For, right? for you to do the inspection. And maybe you have questions for the adjuster and you send them an email, but it takes them a few days. And so now they're slowing you down. So bring the technology and, and open the concept of open platforms so that you can have real-time status updates, not only to the customer, but to all constituents in the claims process. You know, it sounds like y'all are always trying to improve and always trying to get better. And I, I read online where y'all recently uh, had another uh, round of, of fundraising, basically a Series E uh, earlier in May, it appears, based on my reading. It looks as though you're you're preparing for additional improvements. And I didn't know if you were at liberty to tell me kind of what's on your roadmap. What do y'all, where, where is the future of Snapsheet? So it's really with the software platform, um, that, okay. that, that claims management, claims admin system, we call it VICE, the Virtual Insurance Claims Exchange. Uh, but it was, it's really about beefing up our engineering resources uh, because we're, we're doing implementations overseas now in Europe. Uh, so our, so it's, we're worldwide um, with our software, Canada, North America, Europe, and uh, South America pretty soon here. So that's really the focus. Is, yeah. to, is to help, you know, get modern technology, cloud-based API-driven technology inside insurance carriers to augment the human beings. Because I, as right, that humans still matter, especially for high severity claims, right? We're, we're never going to automate away the role of the adjuster. But what we can do is you can automate away the non-value-added work that the adjuster is doing so they can really focus on adjudicating the claims because a lot of times what we see is adjusters are just processing claims. They're reeking information from system to system. Um, like even the concept of document management to us is sort of this foreign thing. So it's, we're, we're, we built this platform and we're continuing to add functionality uh, to support all lines of insurance, uh, whether it's commercial, private passenger, uh, property, auto, so these would work in association or alongside the estimating platforms. Correct. It's 
the same way it interacts the same way with the estimating platforms that you know the carriers claim systems do today really the big thing about vice is the implementation at the insurance carrier yes. so a lot of them are on these transformation journeys to a more yes. modern claims admin system and it takes years costs tens of millions of dollars right. they do these large data migrations and we actually sit ours on top of the existing infrastructure so you don't have to do that that migration right away and over time we slowly migrate the data and we get something in their hands today that they can start using adding value um, and what's what's cool about the platform is once it's implemented there is no you know concept of an upgrade so you are always on mm -hmm. the most mm -hmm. up-to-date version since it's cloud-based and then workflow is really what our specialty is so if you want to change a workflow, you don't need to push new code. There's actually a visual tool for a BA type of role to configure a workflow, test it out, and then release it without needing any engineering prowess. So would you integrate with like a, uh, like a guide wire, for example? Yeah. So it's a modular based system so a carrier it you know can use the different components of it whether it's payments customer engagement workflow and it sits on top of a guide wire uh, we're doing an implementation in ireland right now and the carrier is using an, an as 400 green screen uh -huh. and sure. sitting on top of that right uh -huh. so they built we helped them build an api layer to their database and now you know they have a new modern front end that's that's just fascinating so it seems like a lot of great things are happening. Uh, we're reading here online, and I'd also like to say congratulations to to Brad, uh, who joined Insurance Businesses America's Hot 100 list. He's a big years. shot. So, big deal there. Yeah, big deal. I mean, Brad's awesome. He's the one that started this. Uh, he's an amazing founder, and he's just he's an amazing person and friend as well. I've known him for a long time, so he is the definition of a hustler. But is he a Cubs fan? I believe he's a Cubs fan, but he's originally from um, Kentucky, so uh, he's a huge uh, Louisville fan. Okay, okay, we know, yeah. we know, we know oh, a few of those. Louisville, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know a couple of so, those. So, um, one last question: um, what, what the the auto world is in the in the throes of major change? Self driving cars. Um, uh, computer-aided uh, technology inside of cars. How how does Snapsheet look at that? How's that going to affect Snapsheet? Does that make you guys nervous? Does it make you excited? Talk about that for a second. We're definitely excited about it because it it right it brings new problems, new hurdles. I mean, we don't believe that cars will be driving themselves at scale anytime soon, but what we're seeing and what the industry is seeing is frequency is starting to, to come down as the new vehicle technology um, and all the accident avoidance and collision uh, is, is starting to get sort of critical mass in, in helping avoid collisions. Cause we do believe the best claim is no claim, but you're seeing severity go up because these cars are essentially computers now. And the, the, you know, the repair industry is, is facing a shortage of skilled technicians. It's really costly to have the, these new tools that you need uh, and to have the skilled technicians that you need. 
So we're working with our insurance carriers to ensure that, you know, we are writing the appropriate estimate um, specific to that vehicle and making sure whether it's, you know, the pre and post scans, following the right procedures so that that vehicle is returned to pre-accident condition and is safe to drive. Because if you don't address a sensor now, you know, on a windshield in some of these cars, it could impact the rear end bumper, the collision avoidance system. Right. I mean, the entire car is a computer, so it has to be calibrated. And there are unintended uh, consequences of, of, of taking shortcuts. So we're, we're really just trying to help educate our customers since we work across a vast variety of carriers of all shapes and sizes of sort of what we're seeing in the industry, what we're seeing with the shops. We learn a lot, you know, from the shops um, and we want to make sure that that they're happy with the process as well. So we're all in this together, right? We're all learning and evolving as this new technology starts to permeate across the, uh, the automobiles, the carriers, the repair facilities, and the appraisal companies and third-party service providers. Um, we all need to learn from each other and you know, continue to build upon this open ecosystem and open platforms because now we're capturing all sorts of new data, telematics mm. data, right? right? LTVs. So let's share it in a way that's scalable, easy, um, so that we all win. And the customer ultimately has a great experience during a tough time. Well, we are really grateful to you for sharing some time with us today and so many insights about uh, the auto business and about Snapsheet and where you guys um, are, are heading and what you do. I mean, I'm, I feel, <laughs> I, I know I speak for Lee when I say I feel so much more educated now uh, than when we were doing our homework on you guys. But we know you're a leader in the auto space and, 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 and we run into your name all the time and, um, and I'm really grateful that you did this, but I have one favor to ask. And that is when you guys figure out how to do the same thing with property, would you let us know? 100%. I think, uh, we should probably have that conversation sooner rather than later. I agree. I agree on our way to the bank, <laughs> right? I hope so. But yeah, let's take this conversation offline, but I really appreciate you taking the time and inviting me on the show. It's been a awesome conversation i could talk to you both all day yeah we we appreciate it it's nice to be around we appreciate it thank you thanks it sure is you know lee when we were talking about getting more uh auto technology on the show the first Mm -hmm. company that came to our mind was snapsheet because they're as far as we know one of the leaders in auto claims and yeah. I'm really glad we started there. Uh, they they were, uh, 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 Alex was very informative and I learned a lot about Snapsheet. Going into the conversation, I had a lot of questions about really what is Snapsheet at its core? Uh, what, are the, what, what do they actually do? I've read a lot about them and I knew they had technology. Uh, I knew that they did uh, virtual claims. Knowing what I know now, I, I feel like I know a whole lot more about them. They are a, a uh, technology company uh, who is using this virtual inspections. I mean, they are they're really on the cutting edge in that in the auto space and then in the software space. Sure, and the reason that they've grown the way that they have is they're providing something that was really, really needed and valuable, yeah. and and doing it and doing it effectively. I particularly liked 
the part of the conversation where we were talking about innovation and it rolled over into CX, into, into customer experience um, about when they started, there was one way to upload photos and that was through their mobile app. Right. But the customer really wanted to text it. And so, so some people who worked at, at Snapsheet said, here's my personal cell phone number. Go ahead and send it to my cell phone number. And so the, the thing that I love about that and I, that I want to just talk about for a second is the customer leading the solution. The customer identified the problem. The problem was, you know what? It's a little too clunky for me to have to use your app. I can just use my camera and text it to you, right? Right. And I love the fact that not only did the customer lead them, but that they listened and that they followed. And that's what effective innovation does. And that's really, really hard. I mean, I'll make things a lot of times where I'm told, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could do this? And in my head, I'm like, no, that's not how it's designed. You're not using it the way it's designed. But, you know, you can tell that they have a culture where they are willing to to listen to what the customer wants and let that customer customer be their employee mm -hmm. or the insurance company or the body shop. They're willing to listen. Mm -hmm. And that was that was interesting to me because we talked about uh, he had said one of their core values has to be a better way. You know, there has to be a better way as a core value. He never said customer service is a core value, but in every example he gave and pretty much every uh, conversation here that we had, customer service came out mm -hmm. and they want to deliver a great customer service experience. And you could tell that's one of their core values without them ever saying that's one of our core values. And it's one of the things that we talk about a lot lately. It's been, we say it again, 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 ease of use, ease of right. use. What does, what right. do our customers want? They want it to be easy. I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to text it to you. I'm done with it. Right. That's easy. Not, okay, go to this website, go to, go to the um, app store, download the app, put in your right. information. Yada, and, and then, um, you know, participation is going to drop, 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 drop. And I, I can think about it in our own business where um, we have one program that we're doing where we're struggling to get on equal footing with, um, with some of our, uh, some of the other providers of this, of services that we're providing some other vendors. And one of the reasons that we found as we've done more and more research is that for the desk adjusters, it's just easier to do business with company X than it is to do business with us. It's just in their mind, in their perception, it's easier because their technology is easier. And right. um, those are going to be the things that win. And it sounds like they have a great laser focus on putting products out there that are easy to use, easy for their customer to, to adopt. And 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 look at how they've done. They're they've raised seventy million dollars. Lots of people, yeah. lots of people believe in them. Yeah, I think they have a great future going into the rest of the world. Other countries seems exciting. Um, yeah, best of luck to them, and uh, I look forward to speaking with them more. I always get to see them at, at InsurTech conferences and other InsurTech type conferences uh, across the industry. So I look forward to seeing them again. Well, we are super thankful to our friend Alex Meisner, and we look forward to um, 
learning more about the auto space and stay tuned. Uh, this isn't a, a, uh, arc that's going to happen sequentially one after another, but over the next month or two, we're going to, we're going to hit some other auto providers and auto technology providers and learn more about what's going on on that side. Uh, so we can continue to compare and contrast with property. And just, uh, to, just to add what Alex said, and that is the power of a photo, the power of a photo. And I'll leave it with that today. And thanks for being with us. Thanks for subscribing to our podcast and listening to it. Until next time, we always sign off by saying... Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>